seeking help is human. It does not take away your worth. It does not make you less than whatever you want to be. It is literally human and and it it can literally save your life. Good morning, sunshines. It's Michaela, host of Bad Bitches Make Their Beds. I apologize that my voice sounds a little gross. It's because I got some mucus and that's okay. Bad Bitches Make Their Beds is your one-stop shop for main content about health and wellness. This one is specifically about mental health. We love that. Also a song recommendation of the day to set the tone for your week. A let me put you on segment where I talk about a Netflix, Amazon Prime, or Hulu movie recommendation. I'll give you the juicy deets on that as well as a new artist to look up on Spotify and kind of like what genre and what vibe they are in case you're interested and you want to expand your musical horizons. Let's just hop right into this uh, interview because it's phenomenal. This episode will change lives and I am very confident about that. Before we do, I want to talk about the song recommendation of the day to set the tone for the week and it is a song called Floats My Boat by Air. Honestly, I have to give a shout out to my friend Cassidy Clements. I probably shouldn't have said your full government name, Cassidy. Um, She played me this song and I was like, what is this? I've never heard this. I love it. I need to know what this is right now and ever since then, it's just a phenomenal song. I truly don't think you can listen to it in a bad mood, and that is usually the vibe I go with for the song recommendation of the day to set the tone for the week. So go put on Floats My Boat by Air, A-E-R, and come back and listen to the rest of this podcast. Let's dive into my interview with Brianna Curtis. I'm so excited. Let's go. All right, today on the podcast, we have Brianna Curtis, a professional soccer player, entrepreneur, and all-around amazing human being. She has a degree from Iowa State University in journalism, mass communication, a double freaking minor in psych and international studies, and a, a master's in sports management. So she's a master, she's a double minor, she is she does it all, ladies and gentlemen. She is currently coaching and playing soccer in Iceland. Yes, Iceland, the country. Um, if that isn't impress- impressive, I don't know what is. And I just am so excited to welcome Brie to the podcast. Yes. Woo! Thank you for having me. Um, I want y'all to know that all, everything she said sounds really impressive, but Michaela and I actually met when I couldn't parallel park. So there's that. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> Amazing. And the story of how we met, I think is so funny because we've still like kept in contact via social media. Um, but we met just like through mutual friends. And then it was like, after that, it was like, we would just see each other around because although Iowa State is big, it's really not that big. Yeah. And it would just be us like hyping each other up on different like posts that we would have or something. Yeah. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. (laughs) Like snaps fucking all around. And then you like, you got really into doing your nails and I I was looking from the background. I was like, oh, those nails look nice. And then I started getting into my nails and it's just a whole thing. And now you're in freaking Iceland, Brie. Yes. Yes. So I, I, I just got to Iceland. I'm going to be here for a hot minute playing and coaching and I love it. Like I can honestly say this is the favorite. Uh, this is the favorite spot I've been to thus far. Yeah. I want to know. So like you've been through a crazy journey since the last time I physically saw you. So tell all the listeners like uh, where you grew up. What do you do now? How you got here? Yes, yes, yes. So I am from Evergreen, Colorado, um, born and raised baby And I went to University of Arkansas for soccer and decided it was not my jam, transferred that semester to the beautiful Iowa State. And I stayed there all four years and had an amazing time, met obviously amazing people like yourself. And then basically I had a month or so after graduation 
and then I hopped all around. Like I went straight to Italy. I got my master's when I was out there and I played soccer. COVID happened as we all know, tragically. And I got sent home, got a new team in Romania. And I was lucky enough to play in the champions league, which was so cool. Oh, it was amazing. And then that, that season ended and I got signed with a new team and now I am out here in Iceland. So I'm just, I'm living the dream. It's a little bit of a crazy dream, but happening. I have to ask, I don't know anything about Romania, like literally nothing. I thought it was a made up country. Truthfully, I'm very (laughs) bad geographically. So um, I would love to know, like, what's the culture like? Where is it? I'm confused. Oh my God. Yes. So you are in the same boat as me. My whole family makes fun of me because they're like, I think you have to travel to these places. And that's the only way you're ever going to learn because like a girl on my team here is from Latvia. And I was like, I thought that was a made up country from new girl. Like, I thought that's just where Winston played basketball. That's a real country. Latvia? It's a real country. Stop yes. it. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. I know, dude. Like, this is the thing. Like, this is apparently how you find out the world is real. Like, we are the flat earthers and we have to take the ship to the edge and just learn that it's a globe. <laughs> yes, Romania was uh, was very interesting. Um it's a, it's a more quiet culture than I am a quiet female. So, so there were a few times that it was like, I could tell everyone in the room was like, where did she come from and why is she here? But otherwise like beautiful scenery, really, really nice people. Um, I, I would say like, I didn't get to explore it as much as I could just because of soccer. It can be so difficult. So The sites I saw, I'm very grateful that I was able to see those for sure. I can't tell you where it's located. I still don't know. Soccer, I have to ask you, what position do you play? And I feel like I should know this already. Honestly, you shouldn't because when I was in Iowa State, I played outside mid and forward. Italy, I mostly played forward and a little bit of outside back. Romania, I was forward. And here, I'm a center back. Really? Oh, so you've been hopping around. I am just one of those players where they tell me where to go. It's kind of like the airport. They show me to the airport and I land and I'm ready to go. Right. <laughs> but I have no right. idea where I am. Yeah. Have you, have you always wanted to play soccer? I mean, professionally and in general? Oh my gosh. Yes. So when I was little, I started playing because I was obviously obsessed with my older brother and he played soccer. And I was like, this is, this is cool. I'll be like Christian. Amazing. And then he was like, oh, this isn't really for me. And I was like, you know what? I might stick around. (laughs) So I started playing when I was four. And around the time I was seven, I was like, dad, I'm going to play professionally. I'm going to play D1. And he was like, you are not like, you don't even know how to run. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. He was like, sure, dream big. Good for you. Shoot for the stars. And and then it was kind of weird because I told him I was going to play in Iceland. And when you were little, like, when I was little, I was like, I'm wow. going to play in Iceland. Yeah. So when this got brought to the table, I was like, I have to, like, it's full circle for me that I just right. have to go to Iceland for sure. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've always been in love with soccer, like since I was itty bitty. And I've always known that like, not necessarily like that I would go pro because there's always going to be hurdles and there's times where you're uncertain, but I knew that it was my goal and that I had to stay focused on it. And I just kept chipping away in all honesty. You just don't quit. You just don't quit. That's it. And that's, that's something I've always admired about you too, Brie, is just like, even though, um, you know, I don't talk to you every day. We're like, I've, I've like 
I've seen you on social media. We have each other on Snapchat, which by the way, you're my favorite person to have on Snapchat right now because you're in Iceland and I love looking at the scenery, like keep posting that every day. Um, but I've always just been really inspired by your determination, even, even when I met you and I've heard like uh, you on other podcasts be described as a firecracker, which is, which is funny because like that's kind of how I would describe you too, just from meeting you a couple times. So I don't know where, where do you think that comes from? Like, is it from your family, how you grew up? Is it just a state of mind? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, that is so sweet. Like it, oh, it warms my heart to hear things like that. But honestly, I would say it's a mix of both. Like I grew up in such an open and loving like home. Like we constantly are like, you can't hang up the phone without saying, I love you like five times. So basically any and every emotion or, or thing I wanted to pursue, I was allowed to pursue, which I think, you know, allows me to live really authentically. So I think like once I got to college, especially when I transferred from, you know, Arkansas to Iowa State, I was like, at this point in my life, the only thing I can do is live authentically. And if people don't like me, I'd rather know it immediately and just move past it. Life's too short. Life is too short to try to to try to impress people that shouldn't be impressed anyways, you know, that don't deserve to be even near you. Exactly. And so that's why like one thing, because I, you know, I get to coach and everything. So like, especially when I coached in Iowa, I coached a high school, I was told the girls, like, if you want to be friends with someone, literally walk up and be like, do you want to be friends? Like, I think we would have a great friendship. How they react tells you if you would ever actually have a friendship with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. let's get it all out in the open and however way we move, we get to move. And then, yeah, sometimes I'm like, I want to come on as strong as I can because that's who I am. And if they don't like it, then guess what? I'm going to keep doing it. So Now, Now I know. And now I didn't waste any time. And that's exactly how I am with men too. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you're single, if you're in a relationship, I don't know how that's going, especially traveling, but give me, give me the juicy details. Yes. Yes. I am the happiest bachelor in the world. Bachelorette, I guess. (laughs) No, I, I tell all my friends, like, I love men. I really do. They're amazing creatures, but I am so happy being single. It's like, I could not fathom having to be in the ins and outs of a relationship right now. I love people in relationships, fully support them. However, like mama gets what mama wants and then she keeps it moving. (laughs) Right, right. For sure. I think, I think we're probably in the same boat where I just enjoy my own company so much. Like I just did a podcast with my friend Avery and he said, you're not by yourself, you're with yourself. And when you truly enjoy your own company, it's like, and I've said this in other podcast episodes before, it's like, you need to be bringing something to my table because you're taking up time I could be spending with myself. Oh my God. No, that is, that is, you are dropping bombs, like snaps to you for sure. And like right now, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm traveling and stuff. So I don't think it'd be necessarily appropriate to ask anyone to, you know, do this journey with me when it's, it's very much for myself. In my opinion, it is a very selfish as it should be journey. And I wouldn't want to, you know, force anyone into a situation where they felt they had to come along and, and then I'm not going to listen to your opinion because it's, it's my journey. Yeah. (laughs) I, 
I feel like I'm not international, but we're in a very similar situations because I work remotely and I've been traveling around. Like I'm actually in Arkansas right now, which is funny because I didn't tell you that. And like, I'm traveling around and you're absolutely right. Like I am being selfish right now. And I don't know if it's fair of me to like ask anybody else to, you know, accept that. Like I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna have some fun, but like, I'm not going to be getting serious, but at the same time, I never want to close myself off to opportunities. No, completely. And, and I know I was talking to one of my guy friends the other day and he was like, honestly, be like, you're a player. And I was like, I am not a player because I don't do the game portion. Like I'm super upfront about it. Like I let them know, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. I'm also, you know, talking to someone else or like whatever it may be. And if they get their feelings hurt, it's honestly not to sound rude, but it's not my problem. Like I give you all the information and you can move how you want to move for yourself. You don't have to like, you know, do anything special for me. I just gave you all my information because I don't really care, you know, to lie to you. I would never want to lie to someone. Yeah. And I love the term, like you're not a player because you're not playing the game. Like I, you be upfront, honest. These are my values. These are my morals. This is what I want. This is what I'm doing. And like, if somebody doesn't accept that, or if they do, like that's their decision. Yeah. That's not on you. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, I feel like it says more about someone who has to play the game than it does, you know, to someone being authentic. Cause it's like, you really are stealing that person's time if you're not being honest about what you're looking for, or if you're not being honest about, you know, who you're talking to and what you're doing in your free time. And maybe you should realize like, Hey, if you're, you're, you know, not ashamed of what you're doing, then why do you have to hide it? Or why do you have to lie? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, yeah. Dating is not, I'm very single and I plan to stay that way. Um, Me too. Men will be like, "Oh, are you single?" Like, "Yeah," and I want to keep it that way. And they're like, "What?" I know. It's just not. What what in the hell is happening? Um, I know. Um, Okay, but Brie, we are here to talk about your freaking business that you just launched, which is my whole like. I've wanted to have you on the podcast. I've thought about it, but once you launched this business, I thought it was a perfect platform to like talk about this entire thing, which is men's mental health. And while this is a women's empowerment podcast, I think it's so important to cross those boundaries and talk about how to be a good advocate and ally um, in any sense. So please, please, please tell me about your business and then like, like what it's about. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I'm so happy that you said, you know, ally and advocate. That's huge. So my business right now is a health and wellness brand specifically to stop the stigma around men's mental health. So basically I was trying to figure out how it's the best way to do this. How's a good way to get the ball rolling. And I decided, you know, a digestible way to get the message across is apparel. And so I coupled really cute, in my opinion, really attractive hoodies with a statistic about men's mental health, and then a QR code that you can scan that will take you to our website, which is full of resources, information, um, help to get, you know, a counselor, you know, someone to speak to, all of the phone numbers that people need at times when they need them the most, because that's my goal. I want to touch as many lives as I can right when they need them, if not, you know, before that, and just keep stopping the stigma by starting the discussion around men's mental health. 
I always ask all my guests, what gives you the right to talk about this subject? And that could be education, background, passion. What gives you the right to talk about mental health in general, Brie? Education-wise, definitely my minor in psychology. I really want to have a master's in psychology. I just sadly have not had the time or the money to do that just yet. But also, like, I've spent my whole life kind of being, being this source of help being the source of communication around helping my friends and family and honestly strangers get through things right when they need them. So like, for instance, when I was at Iowa State, my word for the season, because we had to do words, was button. So I walked around town with a, a tag on my bag that said button. And what that came from was me reading a book that talked about how, you know, they did a study where people were hooked up to a machine that read their physiological response to stress, basically. And they would get them super stressed, have screams, have music, whatever, and gauge their, you know, stress levels. And then they gave them a button and they told them, hey, the second you press this button, all the music will stop, all the loud noises, and, you know, you can end this whenever you want. And regardless of if they press the button or not, the physio physiological response was that their stress levels were lower. They felt so much better just knowing they could stop all this stress. So I was like, you know what? That stuck with me. And I was like, I want to be that for my teammates, not only on the field in the sense of soccer, I want y'all to trust me and know that I can get the job done. But outside of soccer, I need y'all to know that like I am here for you in whatever, in whatever situation. So I said all that and honestly people just started rolling in. Like they just started coming to me and letting me know. And obviously I would never share this with anyone, their names or anything, but they told me their stories, whatever. And we worked through things together, which, which I thought was amazing. And, and that just came from, you know, allowing someone's space to feel seen and heard. It didn't come from me counseling them or anything like that. It literally was like, spill the beans and know that you're still going to be loved because we're all human and we all have these emotions. So might as well start talking through them. And uh, the, the men's portion came into play through, you know, just, just dating and realizing that a lot of times men don't really start the process of emotional intelligence of understanding their emotions until they're in a relationship. Yeah. And it's, and it's usually in very destructive ways. Yeah. I mean, that's so, that's so true. And I know you have some stats, like um, give us some of the stats that are on your apparel. I would love to hear. Yes, of course. So one of our first drops, um, we're calling it the founders drop just because it's going to stay on the website consistently. And then throughout, you know, as the website or as the brand progresses, we're going to have a series of drops, but the first one is three force King. So three out of every four suicides are male. Yeah. With that being said, like I know a few, a handful of people who have taken, you know, had their lives taken by suicide and all of them are men, which I think is just so crazy. I, that's news to me. I actually had no clue. I, I think the, the topic of men's mental health though, is like when you said emotional intelligence and like learning that, I think that stems and I see this in my own family and my friends, you see this all the time, especially with dating. It's like, you see a lot of like toxic masculinity and around, I've been hearing all these things, Brie, and I think you're going to find this interesting. I, 
I saw this um, guy explaining how he was like a sociology and gender studies um, major. And he was saying there's, there's research done that shows that men think that saving the earth is feminine. So they're way more likely to not recycle, to litter, to not even wear colors that remind them of the earth. So like neutral tones, men are less likely to do that, like greens, because they think it's feminine. And I'm like, that is insane. And that's just one example. Another example would be like going to a brewery and like getting one glass versus another glass and how like, you know, men don't want this small glass. It's like toxic masculinity is the cause of a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So honestly, one of my things is like, I'm so big on toppling, toppling the patriarchy. Like that's my whole jam. That's all I want to do in life. And, and I think men need to realize like they are also hurt by the patriarchy because the reality is like us women, you know, if we want to look at this in a mental health stage, us women, we are allowed to show happiness and we are allowed to show sadness. We are not allowed to show anger, right? Oh, heaven forbid you see an angry woman, right? So men on the opposite side of the spectrum are allowed to show anger and they're allowed to show happiness. So how many men do we know when they get really, really sad, really upset about something, it becomes violent or it becomes aggression. And I'm, and I'm like, you know what, honestly, at this point in life with the pandemic and everything, which I had so many people, like, as you said, I post a lot on social media. And I just started switching my posts. If it said, you know, if it was specified strictly to women, I would add and men or and people. And so many men slid up on my stories, not even in any weird type of way to be like, yes, thank you for posting this. I needed this today. You know, thank you for this. And there's a lot of men who I talk to regularly now strictly about mental health stuff because they don't have these avenues and they're not used to being allowed to express things other than anger. Right. Like, uh, and that starts from parenting that starts from growing up and especially being from a small town, primarily white heterosexual Catholic town. Like that was just, and it's rural too. Like I grew up on a farm. So, and this is not no hate to my parents because they were just doing what their parents taught them, but it's just like, you know, my brothers got hurt. We'll rub some dirt in it. Don't cry. Like, you know, move on. And I was kind of raised that way too, which is why I feel like I'm a little bit masculine. Um, but like they weren't allowed to express emotions and not specifically my brothers, even though I see it in them, but like in general, the men that I grew up around, just not expressing. I've, I've seen my dad cry like once, yes. maybe twice. One was at yeah. my graduation and I had no clue why that one happened. I think he let it, I think he let it slip, but yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, totally. And I think, I think it's important to realize, like, I'm just going to blanket statement this, whoever's listening, even if you hide your emotions, it doesn't stop you from feeling them. Like you're not being slick. You are literally a human. So at this point, it just sets men up for failure to strictly make, you know, to pigeonhole them in this, in this role of you're not allowed to cry because that's feminine. Okay. Well, we know that men and women have feminine and masculine in them, like anema, anemis. We all have masculine and feminine and neither is better by any means. You know, we need them both. Because I know so many men who, like grown men, like 40s, 50s, who tell me like, yeah, when my, when my first girlfriend broke up with me, I thought I was going to kill myself. You know, I almost killed myself. And it's like, 
you should be able to handle your emotions, not to say that, you know, people um, lose their lives to suicide strictly because they can't handle emotions by any means, but we should be setting men up with this emo emotional intelligence and this, this ability to regulate and self-regulate as opposed to, I can't control my anger because I'm so sad type thing. Cause it's so dangerous. It's dangerous for them and it's dangerous for those around them. I think too, that can also stem from like the idea of what is feminine versus masculine. It's like, no, uh, I, I'm so happy we've transitioned into like men wearing dresses and like painting their nails. And it's like, who gives a shit? I literally don't care. As long as you're living your truth and you're being authentic, it doesn't matter if you're man, woman, it doesn't matter. Like do what feels best. And like, there's no societal norm. That's like men can't do this and women can't do this. And, and when there are those boundaries and restrictions, I feel like that's what happens when we start emotionally, like shutting ourselves off because that's not what is considered normal quote unquote completely completely and I think I think like you know for instance let's say a t-shirt okay who decided this t-shirt is unisex but this dress isn't unisex and and I think one thing that I do like now when I am dating is I want to know right away like how do you feel about men wearing dresses how do you feel about you know whatever it may be because I, I'm not going to continue to perpetuate this. Like, I'm not going to give men who are misogynistic, who are emotionally unintelligent, any of that, my time or women, I'm not going to give any of y'all my time. So I think this brand, I really hope one, it helps men realize that seeking help is human. It does not take away your worth. It does not make you less than whatever you want to be. It is literally human and, and it, it can literally save your life when, when men seek help, they can help other men. Like, it's like, it's like, you know, you talk to your bros and my brothers are perfect examples. I have two brothers. One is younger. He's a forestry major. I would say he's very, um, he doesn't have a lot, like he's like toes the line between masculine and feminine in a good way. Meaning like he regulates his emotions. He's awesome. He's great. And I know he listens to all my podcasts. So he's listening to this now. Shout out Matthew. Um, yes, and Matthew. Then, <laughs> yes, Matthew. But my other brother, um, I think because he's older and like, he just had to take on a lot more responsibility has a little bit more trouble expressing his emotions. And, um, you can see that in his friends group as well. And it's like when one, when one person and one man in that friends group can talk about things, I feel like it opens it up to everybody else. So it's not only are you and your brand affecting one man, but, but all of the men. Yes. Yes. That is, that is the goal. And I think, I think another thing that like just popped into my head while you were talking about that is like, you know, the times are changing. Like it's not the same old, okay, men, go to work and we cook and they come home to us. No, we are business women. We are doing what we need to do. So in a society that perpetuates men needing to find success in work, as the times change, like it's going to be, you know, harder for men to match women's salaries and everything. There's potential damage to be done there if they put their worth in the wrong things, you know? Yeah. And, and that's such a good point is like, where are you putting your worth? Because at the end of the day, you're worthy no matter what. You could lay on the ground and not move and you're still worthy of everything that yes. you deserve. But that's a good point is that like, as society kind of grows and women are becoming, I don't even know what word I'm looking for. I mean, Empowered. I guess 
empowered things are becoming more equal i mean god forbid equality like things are becoming more equal um i've actually listened to a lot of podcasts where people talk about the dynamic in relationships with when women and like salaries and and promotions and how that affects the dynamic because men want to be the breadwinners and it's like you don't have to be like let's just all calm down (laughs) yeah literally let everybody take a breath but Yeah. yeah no i just think that you and and do you have like, like partners in in your business or how did that kind of come to fruition? Yeah. So, um, currently I am solo. It is a, it is a one woman project. I definitely have, you know, a lot of supporters. I'm, I'm lucky enough to, okay. So when this all started was probably June 18th and my mom had kind of given me the idea. She, she's adorable. And she was like, we should make really, really soft clothing that says touchy feely. And it's like, you know, so people like want to touch and just be cozy and stuff. And I was like, wait, touchy feely, being emotional, the stigma around men feeling, you know, when men are emotional, oh God, you're being so touchy feely. You're being so soft. And she was like, whoa, chill the fuck out. And I was like, no, like the, everything is going, the light bulb has happened. Yeah. And so I, I honestly sat down and started doing research and what kind of, you know, forced me to realize that this has to be men oriented is the lack of representation in mental health discussions, like in websites, in all of it, it's very much geared towards women, unless you, you know, really dig in there. And I, and I was just like, you know, uh, if we, if, if I have to really dig in there, say I'm going through an emotional moment, I don't want to have to do all this digging to get help. You know, I don't want to lose the momentum. How can I get, you know, these men to these resources whenever they need them, when they need information, whatever it may be. It's so, it's so needed because like you said, I don't know many men that even talk about mental health and, and I've had people, I've had one podcast about mental health and it was very much geared towards women. So that's why this podcast is really important because, you know, everybody is a sister, a significant other, a partner, a a daughter of a man like it is important to empower the men to prevent I mean mental health I don't want to say problems but like even suicide just decreasing that that rate would be amazing anything that you can do to stop that so for those of the women that are listening Brie how would you advise them to start advocating or being an ally for mental health with their with the men in their life yeah yeah I think uh to the women listening just it, it can really be as simple as provoking a question of like, hey, do you know your love language and see what they say? And if they're like, oh, love languages are lame, be like, but, you know, because I'm sure there's going to be a, a human or two who says like, oh, that's so lame. I would never look that up. And it's like, but don't you want to like be loved fully? And then right. just kind of you dig into that conversation and and see what maybe it unfolds into. Because when I've done that, I've noticed some men will be like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine what would happen if I got caught doing a quiz about my love language. And I'm like, well, it shouldn't matter. And then you can have a healthier relationship and be happier going forward. Yeah. You like, know? why are you holding yourself back? For what? Yeah. For, for who? For no who? For care. what? Right, right. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Do you have any other questions um, beyond the love language question that you may have asked men in in the past or maybe maybe coming from like a not dating, like how what could I ask my brothers to open up that relationship and open up that that discussion? A lot of times when I do 
start these discussions, I like to offer a tidbit about myself or something that kind of allows them to see that I'm willing to be vulnerable as well. So I'll maybe be like, hey, I've been feeling really down or like, hey, this week was really hard for me. Do you have a minute to chat? And nine times out of 10, people will be like, yes. Um, there's the you know oddball that they also need to worry about their mental health. And they're like, you know what? I'm not available for an emotional conversation. Good, good for you. Way to set boundaries. Um, so then I'll be like, hey, this is what I've been going through. How have you been feeling? How has this week looked to you? Oh, good, good, good. No, really, like I would love to know how this week has looked like to you. And usually that's like not something that's usually provoked out of them. And so they'll be like, wow, they really care and want to open up, you know, and then just allow them that space, like just give space for them to vent and be like, thank you so much. You know, always be appreciative after someone shares with you because time is valuable and emotions, you know, can be really hard to speak on. So, and, and too, that's a great question, by the way, it's, and it can be as simple as how are you? This is how I am. How are you? That's essentially what you were saying. This is such a conversation that needs to happen all the time with everybody that, you know, even, even if it's just like, how are you via text to all the people that are important in your life and be like, is there anything else? I'm here. I'm available. Be the button. Like when you said the button thing that really shook me. And it's like, be that button for all of the important men in your life, because if they're important, you want them around. It's not, if it needs to be had, it's, it's like when, you know? So I, I stand for your brand. I will promote it every day, all the time. I'm gonna link it in here. So everybody needs to check it out, but I want to know a little bit more about you, Grace, specifically because you're fucking awesome. So I have some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Answer as fast as you can. Okay. Ready. Best part about living in Iceland. There are hidden people homes. So tiny little houses where they think elves live. <gasps> stop it i saw that wait have you seen the movie on netflix with will ferrell and play ya ya ding dong <laughs> yeah 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 ding dong what's it what is the movie called um, yes it's real eurovision eurovision that's real all of it's real i watched eurovision this year it was so good uh next question favorite self-development book of all time motivation manifesto it's a must read it really helps you live authentically and just take over your life y'all love that i'm gonna check it out most unique skill or hobby that you have? Oh, frick. <laughs> um, okay. I can do the like weird like tongue thing where it's like, uh, oh, you can make a little clover. I can make a clover. I wish that I could do that so, so bad. <laughs> I practiced for a long time when I was a little kid. Yeah. No and I couldn't do it. Wait, nope. I want to change mine. Okay, go again. Okay, I'm like I'm like the MacGyver of making food. Anything that's in the fridge, I can make it edible. <laughs> wow. Uh, what about what if it's just ketchup? Yeah, dude, ketchup <laughs> on on a spoon. Yum yum yum. <laughs> ketchup on ketchup. Um, okay, I know that you have a lot of tattoos, and I love all your tattoos. I've been I've been trying to get more, so I want to know what your favorite tattoo is and and what it's up. Yes. Okay, so I have a vase on my chest. It is a broken vase. And so basically it's from a story where a lot of my tattoos are from books, by the way, because I love to read and I'm really big on wearing my words on my body. So it's a, a really pretty vase and it has a crack in it. But the story behind it is a woman puts a vase on each side of a stick and walks five miles every day to go get water for her village. 
And she walks there, she walks back and she gets back and one of the pots is broken. And he's so sad. He's like, I'm broken. Like I'm worthless. I spill the water. I'm, I'm not good at anything. And she's like, listen, when I walk five miles every day to get water, one side of the path is lined with flowers. She's like, that's because you are watering these flowers every day. And so it worked really well. I have flowers underneath the pot already. So I was like, oh my God, my imperfections are really just growing my garden. Like, so basically y'all there, y'all can't have imperfections. You are making something beautiful with everything you think is wrong. You're never worthless, baby. <laughs> Goosebumps again, Brie. Are you kidding? <laughs> Stop it. Oh. oh, I'm so glad I asked that question. Um, last question. This one's hard. You can only listen to one music artist the rest of your life. Who would it be? I know this one's really hard. I know. I felt rude. I felt rude, like writing it out. Honestly, I'm in such a vibe right now with, um, Shay Ekru. What kind of music is that? Uh, I want to say it's like, I want to say it's like R&B, but it's a little bit, I don't know, alternative-y. I'm kind of bad with genres. But mm, it's like indie R and B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I yeah, like I'll vibe. send you. I'll send you some. It's just like any song that has like such a meaning, I just latch onto. And right now, I'm I'm him on repeat. Those are all my rapid fire questions. Last question ish. Second to last question. I ask all my guests this because the podcast is called Bad Bitches Make Their Beds. It's a health and wellness podcast. Works perfectly with your brand. What habits do you do daily that make you feel like a bad bitch? Make you feel empowered. Make you feel good. Daily habits. So I have, I have like a card, actually I have three note cards that have affirmations on them. And I say these affirmations daily. Um, I also journal daily and, and yeah, I, oh, I correct like my, my bad thoughts. So if I have a thought that's like, oh my God, like your skin is trash today. And I say it in my head, I'll say something nice out loud to like, tell that bitch to shut up. Cause that shit ain't true. I so love that. Like, if I hear something bad, I'll be like, you're the coolest in the room, Brianna. And everyone's like, what <laughs> is going on? I'm like, nothing. Keep it moving. <laughs> would you, you can say no, but would you mind sharing one of your affirmations that you say to yourself every day? Like it could be any of them. Yes. No, I will. I will read them all to you. But one of them, um, one of them I like to start with is I am healing because oh. I feel like we're, we are all always healing. Like there's always something you're healing from and you know just it's important to continually be focused on that but yeah I have like all my all my affirmations yes I also write my goals on note cards and keep those with me because I do believe you know writing stuff down brings it to fruition oh my gosh this works so well with you okay so I am a professional I am intuitive I am strong I am smart I am lovable I am important. I am deserving of good things. I am beautiful. I am positive. You're going to love this one. I am a boss ass bitch. Let's go. <laughs> yes. I love all those, Brie. I, I went through a phase where I wrote down my affirmations and I really like wrote down, I know affirmations are supposed to affirm you and, and like kind of like also manifest at the same time. So like but I used affirmations for things that I felt like were my flaws to just continually build myself up. So one was, I love my height because that was always something that people were like, Jesus Christ, you're six feet tall. Like that's like, let's all, let's calm down. You're six feet tall. And that's something that I should be 
you know, happy about and I should celebrate. And so I love those affirmations. And if anybody is listening that wants to write affirmations, maybe start there, like start off with something that you're insecure about and turn it into like that good thought, just like what you said you do on a daily basis. Yeah, that's super cool. I really like that. And that's so smart to do, honestly, because, you know, if you're telling yourself how awesome you are, screw if society has anything negative to say about what might be your flaw or what might make you a broken pot. Like, right. Mm -mm. Do you, do you have any other habits that you do? Um, whether it be like what you eat, physical activity, anything else? Um, yeah. So I went through a phase where uh, I just got into push-ups. So I do 20 push-ups a day, every day, and it gets easier as you go. Currently, as of right now, I work very closely with Movember, which is one of the leading foundation in men's health and men's mental health. So Their goal is to reduce, you know, the men die on average six years earlier than women from either mental or physical like issues that can be confronted and potentially save their lives. So Movember is fighting that and I work with Movember. So I'm currently fundraising by running two miles every day uh, for the month of June. And so currently I run two miles every day, which is news to me. Like I've never, I've never uh, run for mileage. I've only chased a ball. So I was, this is interesting, but I, so far I really like it. I think I'm going to keep it as a habit. <laughs> Last question, Brie, pimp yourself out. Where can listeners find you? What do you have coming up? What, you know, give all the good stuff. Um, my app for my brand is the heartfelt underscore club. The website is www heartfeltclub.com baby and you can get all the goods and info there um aside from that what we have upcoming so we just launched june 1st and we've already had a really awesome week of sales and i'm hoping that it just continues and progresses from there but obviously the bottom line is to uh not raise not raise profits but raise funds so what for every item sold we are going to donate Uh, annually to different foundations over time. But also I've been talking to people and I've realized a lot of people feel like, you know, mental health resources are maybe a little bit too expensive. So I want to sponsor someone every month where we pay for their counseling. So that is going to be up and coming. I'm figuring out how we're going to find someone to do that. I'm thinking maybe as of right now, we have almost 300 followers we have sold about 30 products. So I'm thinking around a number of, ooh, you're the, I don't know, 50th customer. We would love to sponsor you for the upcoming month to try out therapy via, I like certain apps, like Cerebral is a really good counseling app, but whatever suits them and and we'll just pay for that. So yeah, we are hoping to hopefully get the, the ball rolling with actually changing lives directly. That's amazing. I, I am so, I feel so grateful to have talked to you on this podcast and just like gotten this information out no matter to how many listeners, because it's just such an important, important topic. Um, and I just love, I loved having you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. And I see your work ethic and I'm so proud of you as well. Happy to be here. Love all my strong women, love all my strong men, love everyone. 
And that is all she wrote. Was that not a phenomenal episode? I can't. Everybody go tell all the men in your life that you love them. Ask them how they are. Make sure everybody is doing well. I truly think that while this is a woman empowerment podcast, we can never do wrong by empowering others. I mean, like, yes, empower women. Yes, let's go. Love you all. But it is important to recognize that men's mental health is very stigmatized and needs to be addressed in order to move on and be part of a better society. So let's go do that. I love Brianna. She's amazing. Go check out the Heartfelt Club. I truly think the apparel is so good. Everybody, like, just go go check it out. The QR code, I think it's a fantastic idea. I'm, I'm sad that I didn't think of it. It's go check it out. The Heartfelt Club. Before we leave, I want to talk about the Let Me Push You On segment. First up, we have our artists to look up. The new artist to look up is from Brianna Curtis, but also, I don't know why I keep saying her full name. It's from Brianna, or Brie. And the artist, I'm going to butcher her name, is Maita. Maita. It's M-A-E-T-A. And weirdly enough, I heard this song from her the first time, like right before we recorded this podcast, and then she said that she recommended this artist and I was like fantastic so I went and listened to all of her songs they're all good check out all the top five on Spotify or Apple Music I really don't know how to pronounce her name Mada Mada I don't know she's phenomenal very classic woman R&B R&B vibes turn her on if you're feeling a little bit pissed off and maybe it's a gloomy day those are the vibes that I get and I love it Next up, we have our Netflix movie recommendation. This one is not from Brie. It is from me. It's called Good on Paper. It's a new Netflix show. Honestly, I watched it, and I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. It really wasn't great, but was it entertaining? Yeah, it was pretty entertaining. The plot wasn't great. Didn't really enjoy. I thought the acting was terrible. It was very corny, but, like, it was fine. I was entertained. I give it a 6 out of 10. It's called Good on Paper on Netflix. If you're feeling like you just want something corny, go ahead and check it out. The girl who stars in it is like a pretty famous stand-up comedian and I've watched her stand-up before and I really do like her. I just And it's based loosely on her life. I just didn't. It wasn't for me. Didn't like the vibes. 6 out of 10. Maybe go check it out. You know these are not always going to be great reviews. I'm just being honest. Applicable challenge of the week is go check on the men in your life. Go use some of the questions we talked about. Go do it now. Once again, thank you all for listening to Bad Bitches Make Their Beds. If you liked it, share it with people you love. Otherwise, I'm going to let Brie take us out with the classic sign-off. Go ahead, Brie. To my men and women and non-binaries, go make your fucking bed. <laughs> <laughs>